To quote one of my favorite artists, the times they are a-changing. And I think that really applies to how we do and think about church today. And we're going to talk more about that in more detail next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other resources for your life and ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. The Church Solutions Podcast is happening again, and this is episode number 416, and my name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Michael Gray. So, uh, Steve Lacey is in, uh, what, what do they call that place, the happiest place on earth? Is that what they call it? I think so. I think okay. so. All right. You're... You just gave me a, a, a hand sign. What was it all about? Your 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 audio actually is overdriving. Now it's there. overdriving. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll back off a little bit. I, hey, you know, it's what would a tech company be if we didn't have tech issues, right? Ex- exactly. All right. So is this any better? Does this sound a little better? Not quite as driving. Yeah, it's not clipping on top. Okay, uh, good. All right. Well, I all right. So I I I, uh, I increased the zoom. You know, we do these on Zoom, and uh, I increased the volume of my microphone with the Zoom setting. But then I said, well, I'll get closer to the mic and probably shouldn't have gotten closer to the mic. You doubled down. I did. And it, <laughs> and then I went to the other extreme. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about seven church church trends that uh, will disrupt, disrupt 2024. And this is from Carrie uh, Newhoff. Uh, and we'll get to that a little bit, but before we get to it, uh, we have a webinar coming up February 13th. What's the what's the title of the webinar, uh, Michael? Uh, I think it's something about love because it's the day before Valentine's, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. No. <laughs> no. Not, not a tech, not a streaming company talking about how to find love. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could try. I mean, it might get some more. Yeah, we might get some more eyes on the on the, on the thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, now, we're actually going to talk about equipment recommendations for streaming video. And uh, we're going to go over uh, some of our recommendations, but also we're going to kind of go uh, a little bit beyond that and talk about, you know, what what should you consider and how do you make decisions on this? And, and you know, so it's not just here, get this piece of equipment. Uh, we don't sell equipment. You know, we're a streaming company, streamingchurch.tv, for those of you new to us. And uh, we've been doing this podcast for many years, well over a decade and uh, we don't sell equipment per se, but we can recommend some stuff from our own experiences, yeah. and uh, we'll do that. But we're also going to talk a little bit about how to make a choice, you know, how, how to really come up with that. So, having said that, it's February thirteenth. It's going to be twelve noon Eastern time, and you can sign up uh, for free. It's going to be the 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 uh, domain. The place you need to go would be webinar dot streamingchurch.tv and you can sign up now and you've actually looked at some of our past webinars we did like what what 10 or 11 webinars last year yep and we've done some before that too some good so, stuff yep. yeah good guests we've had a lot of guests on in and over the past year and 
and even beyond that. So anyhow, so so sign up for that and you, you'll like it. It's only about 30 minutes long and we'll do Q&A afterwards. So you get a chance to ask us questions so you can stump Michael Gray or try to. That's not hard to do. I don't know. You're you're a tough guy. So anyhow, uh, so as we get into today's topic, uh, as I started to mention before I was uh, overmodulating, uh, Steve Lacey's not with us. He's in the world's happiest place, which is, I guess, Disneyland. Is that what they call that? And, uh, <laughs> I think yeah. that's that would be hell for me. Uh, <laughs> I just don't I like don't. big crowds. I'm not you, a big crowd yeah. guy, so I'm yeah, like, yeah, not the happiest place for me. Yeah, you, you for and others, I are, though. Yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I are in the same boat. Uh, and I did all that with my son and his me friends. And yep. uh, so we, we've all done it. But but and Steve has got grandkids now. So that's why he's yes. going. He's got grandkids. He's on his second cycle of uh, having yeah. wonderful fun with the kiddos. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. My wife can't wait to have grandkids, but I can. But we won't get into that <laughs> because I know what, what it means. Right. It means uh, you don't have grandkids, right? Not yet. Not yet. So, uh, yeah, I, anyway, I'm, I'm getting off track here. I mean, I, I know if we have grandkids, I know they're going to be over here all the time. So, sure. which is, which is what Steve, but they, they love it and that's good for them. And, and look, I'm not against kids. So let's not, let's not get off track here as I'm taking us. So Kerry Newhoff, he's a best-selling author. Uh, he does, he's a leadership expert. He's actually an attorney and, uh, uh, he's very much involved in, in ministry, church work, has a has a really very popular podcast. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's Kerry Newhoff, and uh, and one of our guys that we know really well, Kenny Jong, uh, knows him well. And so Kenny did an article at Church Tech Today. I think that's the name of the of the uh, website, Church Tech Today. Kenny has a lot of good resources too, and we've had him on here before, and we've done webinars with him, and so. Uh, this was a recent article that Carrie Carrie did a YouTube video on it, and and so if you're interested in, just go to churchtechtoday.com. But uh, I thought it would be good to talk a little bit about this, and you may not agree with this, and that's okay. But I think it would be good for you to at least keep an open mind. At least you know if you're you might get something out of it, or at least might stimulate some thinking here. So he talks about how uh, the trends are changing in 2024 when it comes to churches. And he talks about the different generations. And he talks about baby boomers, which I think started in 1945 or so, or 46. And I think the cutoff date is 64. Uh, and, and how boomers have been around for a long time in church leadership, but that's changing. We'll get into that. And then you got Generation X, the, most people say they were born in 1995. Uh, 1995? Let me put my glasses on. Was that I generation? Was say, I can't I was going to say, if, oh. the, if the last generation finished in 64, I'm assuming Gen X starts in 65, because yeah. I am. That's, that's uh, yeah, I'm really screwing this thing up, aren't I? But that's what I do. <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah, Generation X, 65. 1965, 1980. I'm just giving you the scorecard here, all right? Uh, millennials are born in 1981, roughly to 1996. Uh, my son's right on the edge of that. Uh, Generation Z is 1997. Actually, my son's born 98. So 1997 to 2012 is Generation Z. I'm just doing this if you're keeping score at home. And we've yet to talk about Generation Alpha, 
which is born in 2010 to the present. But anyhow, he talks about some of these generations and how they are affecting trends. So let's just jump into it, shall we? Uh, do, do you have any notes in front of you, Michael? Or are you like, you just wing it? So what's the first trend that, that we want to talk about here? Uh, the endangered stable church. Yeah. Uh, when I first saw the title, I was a little confused by it. I, I didn't under, uh, necessarily understand where he was going, but I get it. Uh, yeah. Stability yeah. Uh, is not uh, very prominent in churches right now. Uh, yeah. Carrie uh, quoted only 12% of churches are stable today. Only 12%. So what what is that? Yeah, only twelve percent. So what does that mean? Does that mean they're all falling apart, or what? What what does that mean? No, they're either trending up or trending yeah. down. Yeah. Um, uh, only twelve percent are in the stable category. Everyone else is either going up or going down, and we're yeah. experiencing that uh, with our clients, and uh, we're we're getting folks that are uh scaling back staff or people adding staff and yeah. so uh depending on how they're addressing the current culture of church world and our world in general uh, they may be trending up or if they're not seeing the signs and adapting uh they may be trending down yeah i was a real student of church growth for many years and i was always taught and that, that really if you're not if you're not uh, if you're not growing or if you're just stable in, in this sense that it's probably not a good thing uh, I mean you can always there's always going to be seasons of growth in a church uh, if it's healthy and then there's seasons even that nothing's happening you know even if you're healthy but uh, the, uh, the the way I was taught was uh, you want to you want to really see some numbers in some ways, not necessarily not necessarily people showing up, but you know growth in your small group participation, you know growth in your uh, finances and your in your ministries that you do. But and I'm getting off track here, but yeah. So his his first point was trend one is that uh, th there's there's changes happening here, and the and his point was the old model is not very effective anymore right uh, which has and, always been the case but today we're moving at the speed of light yeah. uh, in the context of change i mean yeah. used to we used to say if you don't if you didn't have a digital pre presence uh and gosh we've been saying that for what 20 years <laughs> if you don't have a digital presence yeah, we, uh, yeah. and and there are a few that still don't but most people have a digital pre presence now we could go into a whole nother podcast about whether it's good or not but they at least have a digital presence and uh the other two things that carrie mentioned was uh, uh the presence of virtual community building and adaptive content delivery so those are three things that he pointed out that were key to being a growing and uh, non-stagnant but growing organization. Yeah. And, and of course, the biggest challenge is the older we get, uh, and I'm talking about my generation and even yours, uh, you're not that far behind me, but is that we don't like change. We, 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 I mean, it's overall, most people, most humans, especially the older you get, the less you like change. And mm -hmm. so 
that's the struggle is that, uh, you know, people don't like change. I was working with a church, actually the last church I was working with, who uh, really considered themselves progressive. When I came on, and and I probably came in too strong, but they, I was shocked how they just didn't want to change. They did yeah. not want to change things that they were doing. <laughs> they didn't want to change their systems that, you know, and, and, and the bottom line was they weren't very effective either. And so it's like, okay, I could see you don't want to change if things are going really well, but <laughs> they weren't going well, and yet they still didn't want to change. So so that's the biggest problem is, is uh, the stable church, you know, is declining. And a lot of that is just because people are trying to hang on tooth and nail to what they're all, what they've always known and what they always have wanted. And uh, that's just not going to work. So so good point that you made, Michael. Uh, about uh, how we need to get out of that. All right, so should we move on to trend number two? Yes. Millennials. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. you mentioned those guys. Who are those guys? Who are those guys? I don't know they were born in 1981. But, but most people call them millennials. Yep. Yep. So anyhow, so what are they doing? But what about millennials, Phil? Yeah. Well, uh, according to Kerry Newhoff, uh, he may agree or disagree, but he, he says that they are the new core of the church. So boomers are beginning to step back uh, for lots of reasons. In fact, he quoted, I think, a, a dip in the attendance Used to be thirty percent, and now it's down to twenty one percent. And 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 Gen Z is actually coming up thirty uh, percent. So so there's a change, there's a shift going there. And millennials, uh, he are he's saying are the new core of the church. And again, I, I just think that's common sense, right? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, the stats the stats prove it, uh, and the the stats bear witness to it, and and it really makes sense. I mean, of course they're going to begin to step up. Uh, you know, if you let them. So uh, the bottom line is, is, is that, again, it's change. Change is happening and we need to accept the change and we need to not just accept it, but we need to embrace it and even help equip those of us who are old guys. We need to really help equip the millennials and help them uh, continue to grow and take leadership. Yeah. Yeah, so Kerry mentioned, uh, he mentioned social media. I don't think we need to dig deep into that. You know, yeah. duh. If, you're, if you're not involved and heavily involved as yeah. an organization, well, we know where you're at on the growth chart. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think you the second one, mobile first approach, is one that in, in my head I know is correct. And, and back in the days when I taught that content, I taught people, hey, we're in a day of mobile first. You have to design your interfaces with mobile first, but still practicing that, I forget. I, I build something out, I build it on a desktop where I got a nice big screen and then I make it all beautiful. And then I go, oh wait, that won't work for a phone. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the wrong format. It needs to be portrait, not landscape. And it needs to have simplicity and all of the things that mobile needs. We have to make that shift to think first mobile mm -hmm. and then uh, secondly, everything else. Uh, because if you look statistically and almost every one of our churches that stream with us, if you look at their data on the back end, in most cases, 
tablet and phone substantially outnumber all the other devices. So they're streaming to phones and tablets and they're building their stream and their content for, you know, a computer screen or a laptop or whatever that may be. That's no longer the case. If you don't go small, then you missed it. Yeah. And again, that's just more indication that the younger generation, you know, that's what they, that's what they look at. They, they look at their, their phones, they look at small, smaller devices um, and so it's real important to, to really keep that in mind. Right, let's, we're running out of time, or believe it or not. So number number three, oh. the, the 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 third trend uh, is that Generation Z is reshaping the church, and because of that, and again, they're coming up the ladder. They're young and they're moving up the ladder, and and this, of course, is uh, people born in 1997 uh, through 2012. These people are are. Because the, because they're in the church, <laughs> they're they're having an influence. They're reshaping, and so one of the things that he encourages people to do is give them a seat on your leadership team. Equip mm -hmm. them. Uh, they're not in the hype. They're not into the stuff that that maybe uh, we thought was the right idea years ago. They're more in the community. They're more into authenticity. And uh, we need to give them opportunity. And uh, uh, you know what? I I don't want to pat myself on the back, back, but I will. Let me see if I can reach myself here. But I've always felt when I was in leadership, I always wanted younger people. If I saw somebody in my congregation that was younger and, you know, fairly responsible, I wanted them to be more involved mm -hmm. in things. You yeah, know? absolutely. Uh, yep. Uh, there's a church i'll get off a little bit of a rabbit trail here there's there's a church in the i don't know when it was the i guess it was the 80s uh, that came here to tucson and you're familiar with them calvary chapel uh mm -hmm. which you know calvary chapels was famous on the west coast and growing different places and sure. uh these guys uh when they came robert fro i used to play basketball with him he's a senior pastor still is um, they just, he was young at the time and they just had all, they drew, they drew a lot of young people and, and, mm -hmm. uh, they actually kind of blew my mind because they weren't doing things the way I was taught to do them. They, they weren't great at follow-up. <laughs> they weren't great at programs or different things like yeah. that, but they attracted a lot of younger people. And then yeah. they did create opportunities for the young people, like small groups and really not necessarily small groups, but like youth groups and and, mm -hmm. and singles, singles groups and all that. And and they grew like crazy. And uh, and they, they you know, there's a couple of churches that have spun off here in Tucson that were Calvary Chapel that came from Robert Furrow's group here in Tucson. Now, they I'm getting off on the on the trail here, off the trail a little bit, but maybe I'm not, because the bottom line is they were all young. And so they just took the wheel. Uh, yep. of their church leadership and because that because they were involved and they weren't generation z back then but they they were younger and they they and there were some older people there but the older people helped them uh yep. get a seat in the leadership the the older people used their wisdom and, and knowledge from their experiences to help guide them and and i think that's one of the reasons calvary chapel uh calvary chapel of tucson there's several calvaries here i think it's one of the reasons why it's been so successful yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, I, I don't always want to harken everything back to business because it's not always good. But it is true. If you raise up young leaders, eventually, if they have that DNA for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation, you have strength 
and organi organizational strength that is going to span well beyond you. And we miss that often. We do. We do. And again, part of it's because we don't like change. We like the way <laughs> things are. And, and you know, we, we're afraid the younger people are going to make mistakes, which they will. But, you know, it's we all made mistakes. All right. Let, let's if unless you're OK with this, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. What are we at? Trend number time to four. Go, time yeah. to go digital with discipleship. Yeah. So this is one I think that a lot of people buck. Uh, yeah. Trend four is the discipleship is going digital. So mm -hmm. uh, and it's no longer optional, but it's it's actually uh, as you were saying just a little earlier, it's critical that churches take advantage of, of digital now, the, the technologies yep. there, take advantage of it. There's so many different tools that are literally at our fingers for help, help, helping people uh, uh, with discipleship. Uh, I mean, the Bible app has transformed how many people have the Bible in their hand and can do daily readings that are help building their faith. Um, so people are often... Uh, in the younger generation, Gen, Gen Z and Gen Y, they're very self-serve. I mean, what I mean is they want to consume it on their own pace, on their own time, and don't necessarily want to come to the building and meet one-on-one -on -one with somebody to do the discipleship. So adapting to that, I, I would say um, it's a little dangerous to go 100% that because I think you always need to be, this is another both and. Uh, so so if, so if you want to do it digital, which is the right thing to do uh, because it's how people consume uh, discipleship content right now. You can do that in a group environment. You can do that individually. You can do it one-on-one, -on -one, but you can still, or people who prefer have an option to come into the building and somebody's leading a discipleship group, uh, walking them through growing in their faith. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I think you're right, both slash and, uh, to quote Jason Moore, the, the hybrid approach definitely is something that, that I think always needs to be a part. But, but apps, in fact, we're actually developing an app. I don't know if we're allowed to say this because it's kind of top secret, top secret. But we're developing an app um, that is going to really help people in this same area. Uh, yeah. Discipleship, devotions, yep. uh, interactivity with yep. your small groups or other groups it, in your church. And it's sermon-based. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the pastor talked about uh, uh, faith. And so then your Bible study or your group this week is going to talk about faith. And we're going to go deeper and we're going to dig in and really get to the meaty part with more scripture and more everything to create a disciple environment. Now, that can be 100% digital. It can be 100% live or it can be both and, which is the right mix for today. Yeah. And hats off to Steve Lacey with this idea and developing it. But yeah, his the idea is, you know, you can work on this during the week and then you know when you do meet with your small group in person uh you know you've got a little more there's a little more interactivity there and you're more prepared and all that but yeah so going discipleship discipleship is going digital and and i wholeheartedly agree with that 
on trend number four. All right, moving along here. We're running out of time. Trend five. Yep. Trend five. Partisan politics doesn't bring long-term growth. Um, and, uh, of course, we're it's 2024. The elections are going on. The <laughs> we're primaries. in an election year. Yep. So there's going to be a lot, a lot said about whichever side you point towards or whatever. Yeah. And, and his point, and again, I, I personally agree with this, is that, you know, yeah, you're going to get people, if you have more of an emphasis on one side, uh, you're, you're going to get people that, you know, embrace that. But his idea is, like, hey, it's not going to be long term. You'll get them for a little while, but but they're not necessarily going to stay. So his answer to that, which I, again, agree on, is you want to focus on the teachings of Jesus, uh, you want to focus on promoting unity as much as you can, uh, inclusive, being inclusive, inclusivity. Is that the word? How do you say that? You want to be inclusive. You want yes. to be. You want to bring people together, accept people, even if they have differences. It's one thing I, I liked about one church I was with was that we really did embrace differences. It was okay if you had a different idea about things, different politics, different political thing it was okay you know we wanted to focus on on uh, the teachings of jesus and, and really promote that so partisan politics doesn't bring yeah. long-term growth i agree with yeah. that I, I think that's probably I, I do true. too yeah i do too it's something that we are uh carrie mentioned uh we're in an echo chamber you know everybody's heard that term that we whatever we believe we see more of it on social platforms whatever and it becomes just this drumming echo chamber that we, we and a lot of people want to get off the hamster wheel That's right. and say they don't want to come to a church and hear more echo chamber. They want to hear the, the truth and the good news of Jesus. And that is always available and always the most uh, right message you can deliver to draw people to to God, because um, whichever side of whoever's aisle you're on, uh, it doesn't matter in the larger scale of uh, what do we know about Jesus and how can we be more like Jesus? Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly true. That's the alternative that these younger people are looking for. And that's what we, I believe we need to keep going on. All right. Trend number six. Uh, uh, here's our favorite, one of our favorites, AI, <laughs> AI, uh, artificial intelligence. I know some people are cringing right now. AI mm -hmm. is is becoming the norm, and uh, yeah, we've 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 beat this drum for quite a while now. Sure, uh, but you can't stop it. it it's coming, and uh, so his, you know, and and look, we understand there, there's. Church leaders are split on this. I mean, there are stats yeah, out right. there that church yeah. leaders are like very concerned about. And I don't have a problem with people being concerned about it. They really do need to do some research on it. Uh, because I think that really uh, we need to address the questions. And that was the solution here to this trend. AI is becoming the norm. People are, are upset about it. Not just um, people in ministry, but even people feeling like they might lose their jobs. Uh, yeah, sure. not just ministry people, but people uh, other places, they're concerned. Uh, it's going to take my job away, you know. So what do you need to do? You, you've got to, if you're a leader in your church, you've got to address those questions. Sure. You've got to address those concerns. 
and and really emphasize if you really understand AI correctly, it it really can lead to to helping you in ministry if you, if you do it mm-hmm. right and you don't just I mean and we've right we've talked about this right I mean yeah. Yeah. You don't want to... Kenny and Carrie uh, are very big on having a written policy for your organization. Here's how we address AI. Um, and Phil, you know as well as I do, th- this is this is the same thing. You you alluded to the fact that we don't like to change. So go back to when the internet came about. You know, <laughs> ah, it's gonna it's the worst thing ever. It's gonna destroy the world. And and then it didn't. And then uh, uh, websites, ah, can't have a website on the web because other people have naughty ones and uh, we can't do be in the same place at the same time. Hey, whatever <laughs> argument, there was always a, this divisive argument on new technology because people hate change. So all I would say at this point is do not, don't, don't allow the church echo chamber of what AI is and isn't shape what you think about AI. Do some real research, try some of the free tools and see how it works. And it, you know, it's not like a magician pulling a bunny out of a hat. There is some real useful copywriting technology, et cetera. And as far as people losing their jobs, that's always gonna happen. New things, new industry, new machines that do different things is going to change the work environment. And we can weep and cry and everything else in the world, but the world is changing and we have to continue to adapt. Yeah, that's so true. I can remember, you know, as you know, I was in Christian broadcasting for a long time and we used to have a program from a guy by the name of Jay Vernon McGee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard him or know of him, mm-hmm. but but he was around for a long time and he would go, I forget the name of the, of the of the program, but he literally would just go through the Bible. And it just, and even after he died, it, the, the, the tapes kept coming because he would just keep going through the Bible and all that. And he told the story one time. And th- this guy, when you, when you heard him, he, you know, he had kind of a, I don't know if he was from Texas or where he was from, but but he kind of had that. He kind of had the. I think those out to lunch. You know, he he kind of had that kind of a of a of style of conversation. So he kind of sounded old, but 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 he told the story of in his Baptist church, probably in the 1950s, uh, how how they decided to, to light up their sign. They decided to have a, a sign that was lit. And he got all sorts of flack from people because they didn't <laughs> like the fact sign. that he had a lighted sign. <laughs> You're going to go straight to hell if you have a lighted sign at your yeah. church. Yeah, I, but he tells that story, you know, and, and, and you know, again, it just goes back to what you were saying is people don't like change and they get freaked out. And I have no idea why people didn't want a lot, didn't want their sign lit. But, <laughs> but, but, you know, I can't imagine why wouldn't you? But, but, you know, so I, I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's very true what you're saying. And, and is there's change coming. And yeah, people, it means changes in jobs. But there's also other jobs that are created that are created from technology. And so, so I got to keep that in mind. So AI is becoming the norm. Uh, it's here, folks, whether you like it or not, and uh, it can really add. So as, as a leader, you need to embrace those questions people have. All right. So as we wrap up here, uh, going a little over time, trend number seven, a new kind of mega church pastor is emerging. 
Uh, and most of these are millennials. And uh, I, again, I just think that's common sense. <laughs> People yeah. are coming up the ladder and he believes that that uh, they are actually doing a good job. They're 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 promoting technology. They're highlighting community building. Yeah. Uh, they're they're focusing more on church health instead of just church growth. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a shift. Uh, there's a shift that's that's coming from purely a growth focused tech deal to really nurturing deeper, more meaningful connections and uh, the overall well-being of the church community. So I, I don't really have a lot of experience when it comes to mega churches anymore. Uh, but but I he this guy is in touch with. He's got his finger on the pulse. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, who, who's the big speakers that people are pulling up online and watching and listening to, et cetera? And if you think about it, it totally makes sense, Phil, because this is a generation that grew up on technology. So they don't think about, oh, we need to add technology. Technology is just... Right. how they live and so that's being brought into as we talked about discipleship and everything else in a in a way that has never happened before uh that is more engaging to the the next generation and the next generation that'll always be the case as people grow up with te technology versus us who've had to learn it all along the way phil and i believe it or not started out when you actually had a phone attached to a wall in the house. <laughs> right. I know right. it's crazy, <laughs> crazy, but it really was like that. But my kids have grown up and never known a day that they, there wasn't cell phone technology. Yeah. So therefore yeah. phone, cell phone, it's just part of their anatomy and they don't think about it. They do life that way. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's a phone booth? Well, you know, I remember we used to, phone booth, yeah. have to get phone in booth. To, What are you talking about? I needed 10 cents to, to make a call on a phone booth. What, what's a what's a phone, phone booth? booth? Is that something you put your phone in your to keep it from breaking? Yeah, I, exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So it's all about change. All right. So we've been going on here, but uh, I, I, I hope, you know, just take a look. You can go to churchtechtoday.com. Kenny Jong's deal, or you can you can search for Kerry Newhoff. I think his spelled his name is spelled N I E. I don't have my glasses on. N I E U W H O F. Yeah, Kerry Newhoff. You can you can look for his stuff. He's got really good yes. stuff. But but and that uh, is the name of his podcast as well. Okay. It's just the Kerry Newhoff podcast. Yeah, it's got some great content on there. Kerry is very yeah. insightful, and we appreciate him uh, uh, sharing his wisdom with us. And uh, this was a great article. You need to read it. Yeah, it is. And and again, uh, you may not agree with everything he says, but uh, I don't know about you, but I, I just think it's good sometimes to get a different pe different point of view from people and, uh, you know, think a little more about it. Get out of your box, if I can say mm -hmm. that, and, and really, you know, look and see what other people have and investigate it. Think about it and, you know, do some research of your own, you know, and see if you feel like it's true or not. All right. So we're out of time. We, we, this, we, we took some time. Michael, you, you added a lot to this. I really appreciate your what you added to this. Uh, I appreciate you inviting me in. I'm, I'm usually pretty having my head buried and uh, uh, doing my best uh, introvert. Uh, but occasionally I like to come out and uh, come out of my box yeah. and uh, chat you guys up on the podcast. It's always oh, wow. a lot of fun. 
Yeah, it always is. And folks, we appreciate you spending some time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. Be sure and check out uh, the stuff we offer at streamingchurch.tv and sign up for the webinar coming up. Uh, you'll see that there in the resources. And uh, hey, let us know what you think about uh, this podcast, what we've been doing. Give us uh, a rating, uh, subscribe to it if you like us. I always want to hear from you. All right, we're done. We're out of time. Uh, again, uh, thank you, Michael Gray. And thank you folks for spending some time with us today on the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. Please take care of yourselves and each other. We'll catch you again on another episode.